We are on Yevamos Samach Beis Amad Aleph in the middle, 62a. And once again, our learning should act as a merit for the speedy and complete recovery for Avi Chaim Ben Chava. We are in the middle of discussing the topic of Puru of the mitzvah uh, of to procreate, to have children. And in the last recording, we discussed how many children does one have to have in order to fulfill this mitzvah. In this recording, I will discuss a slightly different topic, all within uh, the general topic of Puru but essentially it's really one question of what happens if you have somebody who wasn't born Jewish. They weren't Jewish, but they convert. Uh, but before their conversion, let's say they already fulfilled the number of children that's necessary to have to fulfill the mitzvah of Puru to procreate. So let's say they had a boy and a girl before they converted. And then they convert. So the question is, they convert, so then do they have, did they fulfill the mitzvah of Puruvu or did they not? Uh, because they had the children beforehand. Uh, so that is going to be the discussion of our Gemara. Now there's a few points uh, that are, that need to be discussed that are not mentioned in the Gemara itself. Uh, so point number one is, do the children, again, the cases where somebody converts and they already had children before the conversion, do, do they fulfill the mitzvah or not? Let's assume that they do fulfill the mitzvah. This is a dispute in the Gemara. But let's assume that they do fulfill the mitzvah. Do In order to fulfill the mitzvah, do the children also have to convert or not? So the simple understanding of the Gemara is that the children are not converting. That's The Gemara does not stipulate that the children have to convert. And that is definitely the opinion of some of the Rishonim of the earlier commentators. The Rambam Maimonides, interestingly, says that the children also have to convert. In order to fulfill the mitzvah, the children also have to convert, uh, which fits with an idea that's expressed elsewhere, which is that the mitzvah is not just to have children, uh, but it's really to have children so that they have the potential to fulfill the Torah and the mitzvahs, that it's really not just having children on its own to have people to populate the world on its own, uh, but it's really to uh, have children who will then have the potential to observe the Torah itself. Okay, that is point number one in the introduction. Now, point number two is that the following is also not mentioned in the Gemara. Uh, But the question is, why would you even think that a person could fulfill the mitzvah? Let's say, for example... Uh, let's let's assume that the following example does work. But let's say, for example, uh, it's Pesach night. It's Pesach night, and the person is not Jewish, and they eat matzah on Pesach night. And then later in the night, let's say it's possible, it might not be possible, but let's say they convert on Pesach night. They go through conversion Pesach night itself. So then, do we say that ah, oh, they eat matzah as a non-Jew? They no longer have to eat matzah. It's still the night of Pesach. Uh, now they don't have to eat matzah because they ate matzah already earlier in the night. We do not say that because since they uh, did the act of eating matzah at a time that they weren't Jewish uh, before they were commanded in the mitzvah to eat matzah, so therefore it's really uh, they didn't do anything, and therefore they would have to eat matzah after they convert. That is the rule. So why would you think? Asks the Minchas Chinach. A famous commentator, why would you think that you fulfill the mitzvah here? And in fact, there are those opinions that say that you do fulfill the mitzvah here. How could you fulfill the mitzvah? They they had children 
this person had a child before they were even obligated in the mitzvah puravu. Now, just to point out, non-Jews, it's not one of the seven Noahide laws. It is not a mitzvah for non-Jews to have children, even though the commandment was given to Adam and Eve, uh, puravu, uh, but the actual, it could be that there was a bracha, a blessing to them, but once we once we were given the Torah on Mount Sinai, and it was repeated on Mount Sinai that there's a special mitzvah given to the Jewish people to have children. So the mitzvah does not apply to non-Jews. So he had children, this person had children as a non-Jew. Then he converts. Well, just like by matzah, we should say that, uh, just like by matzah, we say that uh, one has not yet fulfilled the mitzvah. So, so too over here, we should say that you have not yet, not yet fulfilled the mitzvah. So that's the question of the Minchas Chinuch. And he answers... Uh, as follows. He says, well, this proves to us, this is one of the proofs, to the fact that the mitzvah is not the act itself. Seemingly, it's not the act of having sexual relations which could lead to having a child. That's not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is the result. It's not the act, but it's the result. It's the fact that there are people who exist in the world because of you, because of, uh, of what you did. Now, that result, does that continue to exist after the person converted? Certainly, it, it does exist. The children are still alive. The children are in this world. And as such, you fulfill the mitzvah right now. You are fulfilling the mitzvah right now as a Jew. It's true. Whatever you did as a non-Jew will not impact uh, whether or not you fulfill the mitzvah. Because now as a Jew, you still have this result of having children. And they exist right now when you are at this time of being Jewish, after the conversion. So that's how you fulfill the mitzvah. So the Menachos says that this mitzvah of pruvu to procreate, it's not action-oriented. It's not that you don't fulfill the mitzvah by the act itself. You fulfill the mitzvah by the result, the end result of having children, and that continues to exist. Now, that is not so simple. Uh, others disagree with that, and then they would have to ex- have a different way of explaining the Gemara, which is uh, not our conversation for today. But that's all just a, a uh, introduction to our very interesting Gemara. So the Gemara says as follows. It's asking that question. What happens if a person converts and... Uh, they had children from before the conversion. Did they fulfill the mitzvah pruvu to procreate or not? Rabbi Yochanan Amar came as Rabbi Yochanan says you do. You fulfill the mitzvah pruvu. Rish Lakish Amar Loki and Priyavirivya. Rish Lakish says no. They have not fulfilled the mitzvah. Rabbi the Gemara explains. Rabbi Yochanan Amar came Priyavirivya to have a lay. Rabbi Yochanan says they fulfilled the mitzvah to of pruvu to to have children because they have he has a child. He has two children. Rish Lakish says, no, you didn't fulfill anything. Why? Because when a person converts, so it's it's like they're a new person. It's like they're a new person. We say from a from a halachic perspective, it's like they're not related to their to their relatives from prior from prior. Uh, they're no longer related to them. They're like a new person. It's like they were born anew, and so therefore they have no connection. To their children. They no longer have the connection to their children, says Arish Lakish, and that's why you have not fulfilled the mitzvah. Rabbi Yochanan says you did. We'll see in a minute. The question ends up being on Rabbi Yochanan. How could you say that you fulfilled the mitzvah? Everyone seems to hold to this principle that when a person converts, so then it's like they are a new person, a new life, and they're not connected to any of their prior relationships from, uh, from a halachic perspective. So the question is going to be on Rabbi Yochanan, but we'll get there in a minute. Sigmar then says, They go according to their reasoning. Why? They have another machlokas. They have another dispute about a different topic. It stated, 
What happens if we have a similar situation, uh, the exact same situation, but we're discussing a different topic? Uh, they had a person had children and then they convert. So the question is, what happens with regards to the laws of inheritance? Uh, it's interesting. From a halachic perspective, non-Jews also have their have laws of inheritance. The question is, how far does it go? Uh, meaning, is it only to the to the children? Does it also apply beyond the children from from Jewish law? It applies beyond children. You also would give it to, to if there are no children, uh, to an uncle, to cousins, to grandchildren. Uh, there's a whole uh, order of priority when it comes to the laws of inheritance. Uh, for non-Jews also, they also have laws of inheritance, but it, we don't. it's not parallel to uh, the laws that apply to Jews. So for example, what is clear is that for Jews, there's a concept of the Bechor. The Bechor, the firstborn son, receives a double portion of his father's estate. Uh, that does not apply to a non-Jew. So the question is, what happens if a person had children and then they convert? Um, and then that person passes away. The convert passes away. So then he has children. Sorry, he had children. Again, he had more children. As a Jew, he had children. And then he passes away. Rabbi Yochanan says, let's say he has his, the first child after his conversion is a boy, is a male. So we don't say that he's viewed as the Bechor, as the firstborn, because he already had a firstborn from before the, before the conversion. So this firstborn does not get... Uh, the first child after the conversion does not receive a double portion of the estate. But Rishakish argues, Rishakish Amar, Yeshla Bechor Lenachla, Gerish and Iskayer, Kagadun Shinolandam. He says, No, based on the principle of Gerish and Iskayer, when a person converts, it's like they're a new person. So when they're, because they're a new person, they're not connected to the previous relationships. He has a child now, that child would be the firstborn. Um, and so that, the same dispute applies in that case as well. Like where it says, Vitricha. We need them to comment on both of these cases. Again, both applications. One application is whether or not the person, the convert, has already fulfilled the mitzvah pruvu to procreate because they had children. Yet he, he had children from before the conversion. And application number two is whether or not, if he had children from before the conversion, if he has another child, is that child viewed as the bechor, as the firstborn, because it's like he's born anew. So why do we need both cases? I needed the first case. The first case says the Gemara. We need both cases. Why? Because if I only had the first case, the first application with regards to the Mitzvah Peruvu, that's when Rabbi Yochanan says that uh, the convert fulfills the Mitzvah. Why? And this is important because... Uh, they were already involved in the midst of Puruvu. They were already involved in the midst of Puruvu to procreate. But when, and so therefore, uh, something, we'll explain that in a minute. But when it comes to the, to the second application about the laws of inheritance, so that has that non-Jews are not connected to uh, the laws of inheritance in the sense that they're not connected to the fact that the firstborn gets double, a double portion. Uh, so then maybe he would agree, maybe Rabbi Yochan would agree that in that case, he would agree to Reish Lakish to say that the 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 firstborn after the conversion would be viewed as the firstborn. Maybe he would agree in that case. Uh, we'll get back to this in one second. Let's just finish the Gemara. And we also need it in the flip side. And also, if all we had was the second application about 
the laws of inheritance. So then I would have thought maybe only over there does Rish Lakish say uh, that it's like he's a totally new person and then his first child after that is the firstborn. But when it comes to the laws of Pruvut, to the laws of of um, of to procreate, so then maybe he would have he would agree and say that you already fulfilled the mitzvah because the mitzvah already applied to them. What does it mean that the mitzvah already applied to them? Uh, so perhaps you could explain, and this is how some do explain, uh, that uh, they did have the mitzvah. Non-Jews also had the mitzvah to procreate uh, before we received the Torah on Mount Sinai. So before we received the Torah, it was a mitzvah that applied across the board. It was a universal mitzvah that applied to non-Jews as well. Once we received the Torah on Mount Sinai, so now it was limited to Jews, only to Jews. And therefore, Rabbi Yochanan is of the opinion that uh, since the mitzvah applies also to non-Jews, or at least at some point in history it applied to non-Jews, even though it doesn't apply to non-Jews today, so therefore they do have some connection to this uh, to this mitzvah of Puravu, even though they don't have the connection today. So therefore when they convert, even though we say it's like they're a new person, or Bilchelon agrees that they're a new person, but that's not true with regards to some laws that they would have uh, and have historically been a part of uh, as non-Jews. And since as non-Jews, at, historically, they did have a connection to this mitzvah of pruvu, to procreate, to have children. So therefore, we don't view them as a newborn with regards to those halachos, those laws that are universal laws. And so pruvu, at least historically, at some point, was a universal law. So therefore, they are connected. And so therefore, even though they're viewed as a new person with regards to other areas of law, they wouldn't be viewed as a new person with regards to the mitzvah of pruvu, according to Rabbi Yochanan, and so therefore, since they had children from before the conversion, those children would then be uh, allow him to fulfill the mitzvah of Peruvu, of having the mitzvah to have children after the conversion, even though uh, he only had those children from before the conversion. And that would be the logic to say why they have fulfilled the mitzvah of Peruvu. They do fulfill the mitzvah, and that's how we pass him. That's how, that's how we follow that uh, position that says that they would fulfill the mitzvah of Peruvu. Okay, so the Gemara now goes on. It says that we're going to have a few questions here. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan Yochan asks on Rish Lakish, How could you tell me that when they convert that they're Gershon Iskayer, Kekatan Shonolodami, that's like they're a new person with regards to their own children? How could you say that? Uh, but we have a verse. It says, When it comes to the non Jews, uh, it's the king of, ba- of Bavel. Uh, it says Bradach Baladan Ben Beladan. It says the son of Baladan, and it connects the father to the child. So Amar Lai, Rish Lakish says back, I don't understand. Biosan of the Kocham is Luchayis, Nizgayer less Luchayis. I was discussing only when they convert. When they convert, so then they lose their connection to the children. That verse that you're quoting to me is just a non-Jew who doesn't convert. So of course I agree that a non-Jews they do have connection to their children. It's just only once they convert they lose that connection. So Amar Rav, Rav now points out, he says, it's true, non-Jews have a connection to their children. It's a, it's a parent-child relationship. But that's not true with regards to a Evek Nani. He says, Everybody agrees that when it comes to a non-Jewish slave, that non-Jewish slave does not, in fact, have a halachic connection to their uh, to his child. Because the verse says, It says in, in the book of Bratius, um Avram tells his non-Jewish servant, you stay here with the chamor, with the donkey, and he connects him to the donkey, im ha-chamor, am im ha-dome that we compare you to 
the donkey that just like they have don't have a connection to their children, Allah a connection to their children, so to the non-Jewish slave is unique and doesn't have a connection to his children. The Gemara says, wait a minute, Mesave, but we have Lutziva. He was a non-Jewish uh, slave, Hamisha Asarbanim. The verse says that he had 15 children, Vesra Mavatim, and uh, 20 uh, slaves. Uh, so it says that he has 15 children. So when it comes to a non-Jewish slave, the, the verse does say that he has children, so it sounds like it's connected. They, they, it's halachic connection. So the Gemara gives two answers. The first answer the Gemara gives is Amar Vacha Bar Yaakov, Kepar Ben Bakar. No, it really is no connection. The verse also tells us, Par Ben Bakar, when it's discussing animals, it uses a uh, similar language, that we have the bull, the son of a bull. Uh, it doesn't mean that there's a halachic connection between the two animals. It just means it's telling you the facts, that this is the son of the bull. Uh, so too, when it comes to a non-Jewish slave, from a halachic perspective, they do not have uh, a connection. But practically, this is the son of that person. And that's and that's what, of the non-Jewish slave. And so that's why it's mentioned. So the Gemara says, If that's the answer that you're giving, that you could actually, it doesn't have any halachic significance, but it just mentions who the child is. So then you could have given that answer earlier when we weren't discussing the non-Jewish slave, but we were actually discussing the non-Jew himself, and we quoted different verse, uh, a verse that said that uh, there seems to be a connection. You could have given that answer. Why didn't you give that answer? So Gemara gives two answers to this question, and uh, with this we'll conclude, which is very interesting answers. Uh, answer number one is shiny hasam diachsinu bishamayu bishmei davuon v'hachalo mefarish. They're over there. It's different because the verse that we quoted earlier uh, was a verse that mentions the actual names of the father and the son. And so the fact that it mentions their names is not just that it's a it's it's not just a, a a practical fact, but it's really telling you that there's a connection, that there's a halachic connection, a real connection uh, between the father and the son. Over here, it just says that the non-Jewish slave it doesn't mention the names of his children. It just says that he has a certain number of children. That's answer number one. Answer number two is vi baisima yachzinu beduchta achrisi ba'avun ba'avadavun. Very interesting idea. It says that. We find elsewhere that when it comes to non-Jews, that they don't just have a connection between father and son, but it's also between parent and child, and really grandparent and grandchild. That we have three generations. As the verse says, "Vayishlach Hamelach Asa El Ben Hadad Ben Tavrimon Ben Chizion Melach Aram Hayoshev B'Demesek Lemor." That we that there's a certain lineage um, that connects all of them, and as such. Uh, when it comes to non-Jews, uh, the point is that we find the verse that says that it's not just a parent-child relationship, but in fact it's a grandparent-grandchild relationship, which is different. The whole point here is that this is different uh, than what we find by, um, uh, by really by animals. Animals, even if the verse tells us that this is an, uh, uh, the bull, the son of a bull, it will only go one generation. It will only give the, 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 or the parent and the child. Uh, but it wouldn't have an a, animals don't have a connection between the grandparents and the grandchildren. And what's unique, both to Jews and non-Jews, to 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 people, is that there's this relationship of grandparent to grandchild, which is just an interesting idea. Um, that uh, a grandparent and grandchild, that relationship is something which is unique uh, to being an adam, to being a person, to being a human, and that doesn't apply to being an animal. So, anyways, we have this dispute. We're going to conclude. Uh, the Gemara with the, with that uh, with that line, and essentially we're discussing what happens if a person converts. So then, did they fulfill the mitzvah from the children that they had before the conversion? That was a dispute. 
Uh, we mentioned some of the different factors that are involved in that. And then we also had all these different verses that says that are really non-Jews, are they really connected to their children or not? It seems to be uh, that they are connected before the conversion. Um, and we saw that they're also connected with the, between grandparents and grandchildren. Okay, we'll continue with this topic in the next recording.